In the years since Sandy hit, lots of people and organizations have come up with grand plans for preparing the region for the next coastal storm. But many of those ideas will take years and lots of money to actually put into practice. As part of our Sandy anniversary coverage, WNYC's Matthew Sherman takes a look at six things that are already different this year and five that are not. What's gotten finished since Sandy? Lots of quick but limited solutions. Next time a big storm comes, for instance, you'll see scores of temporary walls between four and seven feet high going up around big office buildings in downtown Manhattan, including at 17 State Street, a building right across from Battery Park. The property manager there, Deloy Stoll, is ready to put up a fight. This is the primary line of defense. We have a secondary line of defense where we hardened all of our points of entry and uh, a tertiary line of defense is also being designed. The product she purchased is called Aquafence. Adam Goldberg's the New York representative for the company. He set up the plywood wall with a crew one morning earlier this month to make sure it fits. Then it was put away in storage until the next storm hits. We're looking at 450 linear feet of aquafence. Goldberg says he's gotten 21 orders for the aquafence since Sandy. As the water approaches the barrier, the way the barriers are set up, the weight of the water actually compresses down on the lower panel, uh, creating a seal that actually gets tighter as the water gets higher. Another thing that's changed... New York City Deputy Mayor Cass Holloway says... We've replenished and expanded our stockpiles. If disaster strikes again, the city's got hundreds of baby cribs, wheelchairs, adult diapers, and cartons of Pedialyte for its evacuation shelters, items that turned out to be in great demand during Sandy. Number three, remember how the Con Ed plant on East 13th Street flooded? and most of lower Manhattan blacked out. The most recent report has approximately three-quarters of a million New Yorkers without power. Since then, the utilities built up the wall around the relay station there, three feet higher than Sandy's surge. Number four. There are some parcels that Mother Nature owns. She may only visit once every few years, but she owns the parcel. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is giving a little bit of land back to Mother Nature. Maybe we should say a very little bit of it. Still, the state has bought a handful of potentially several hundred properties in Staten Island's Oakwood Beach neighborhood. The land is to be left as open space to buffer future floods. Number five. In a few neighborhoods along the coast, you can now see more houses on stilts. Housejacking crews like Ducky Johnson house movers are lifting up the structures above the floodplain. What the freak's that? And for the sixth thing that's changed since Sandy hit, here's New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. If you were hoping to get some, you know, six-figure payment uh, for the loss of your precious view, I think the Supreme Court put a stake in that today. In July, the state's highest court ruled against a couple that wanted money because a dune had been constructed in front of their oceanfront house, a sign that protecting the public for the next hurricane is gradually trumping personal property rights. But all those things and more really just scratch the surface of what experts say has to be done. Now, for five things that haven't changed. Starting with the thousands of people across the region 
who still aren't able to move back into their damaged homes. This is where the chateau was. Meet Bill Owens of Staten Island. He used to live four blocks from the ocean. 85 years, uh, that home was in my family. He's looking at a vacant lot where his two-story house once stood. It was so damaged, he tore it down. The house was only two feet off the ground. And I didn't want to rehabilitate this house and possibly take a chance on having this happen again. He plans to rebuild, this time nine and a half feet off the ground. Looks like he won't be home for the holidays this year either. Just takes time. Where time for me and you might be one or two days. Time in city language is one or two months. The second thing that stayed pretty much the same since Sandy... About 50 years ago, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers unveiled plans to protect coastal neighborhoods, like where Owens lives. Dan Mundy Sr. remembers the plans for the Rockaways. This big seawall, 18 foot above sea level for eight miles, levees and dikes around Jamaica Bay. But those barriers never got built, for various reasons. What if that plan had been put into effect? The Army Corps is expediting new studies but the coast will remain vulnerable for the foreseeable future. Number three, surveys suggest that only about a third of Zone A residents actually left their homes before Sandy hit. Jay Baker, a hurricane evacuation expert at Florida State University, predicts the city's still going to have a hard time getting many more people to evacuate next time. People who didn't get flooded, whose neighborhoods didn't get flooded in this case, those people aren't likely to learn too much from other people's experiences. That is, they're not likely to say, gee, that could have been me. Fourth thing that hasn't changed? Or really, this one's reverted to the way it was a few years ago. If you are taking the number one subway line to the South Ferry Station, you will hear a familiar announcement about where in the train you have to sit in order to get out. Once again, you have to be in one of the five cars in front of the conductor's car in order to get over the Staten Ferry. Sandy destroyed a brand new station at the Staten Island Ferry that finally had a long enough platform to accommodate full-size trains. So the MTA reopened the old station, which has a much shorter platform. And one more thing that hasn't changed. Sea levels are still rising. About 100 yards south of the South Ferry subway station, along Manhattan's Battery, stands the official gauge that measured Sandy's 14-foot storm tide. It's a tall white pole sticking out of the water. We know the sea level rise for this area because of this gauge and a few others like it. Adam Sobel is a professor at Columbia University. The middle of the road estimate now would probably be about a meter, which is three feet in the next 100 years. When we visited, the water was about six feet below the top of the seawall. You can see that, you know, a couple of feet of sea level rise and high tide would be a few more feet on top of that and you'd be pretty close to this top of the seawall already, even without any storm. So just from looking at this, you can tell that we're going to need to do something before too long. Sobel says the more that time passes, the more our memories of Sandy will fade and the less likely it is we will do anything significant at all. For WNYC, I'm Matthew Sherman.